15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic welcome into dc on screen your guide to the dc universe on film and television i'm your host david c robertson this is my co-host jason goss hello this is episode 284 it is our weekly dc tv news where we talk dc television news if that wasn't clear enough that beware spoilers makes sense to me it does it does to me i don't know yeah if it's been released through official channels, we are going to discuss it, and sometimes if it hasn't been. <laughs> you only say that when there's something pending. No, no, not necessarily, no. Not not that I know of. Something that's like 85% really probably true. Nah, nah. But anyway, Lucifer, we actually have some Lucifer news Oh, this Jesus, week. that and happens. It's really, it's really, Jesus indeed. It's really cool news. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Um, it looks like they're going to bring God in. I saw that. Um, is a character that's going to be in a psychiatric ward named God Johnson. <laughs> yep. The literal creator of all creation has the least creative backstory name I've ever actually uh-huh. seen. I don't know, man. God Johnson made me crack up so hard. It it made me laugh, but it was just, it was just, come on, man. Yeah. So apparently, like uh, Philip he's, Ward. He's gonna take human form. He shows up as God Johnson. He's in a psychiatric ward. Lucifer does not believe that it is God, but um, she tries to prove him as a phony. But uh, God Johnson seems to know too many things about Lucifer. Things that only the real God Almighty would know. Like his favorite. So Lucifer color. starts. Yeah, Lucifer starts to believe him. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, you know, what, what he would be doing there on Earth, but um, I'm looking forward to it. They haven't cast anyone, but apparently they have strict specifications for the uh, for the actor's qualifications, and he should resemble the actor Sam Elliott. Hmm. Do you know Sam Elliott? I want to say Tombstone. Uh, he was in Ghost Rider, and he was in The Big Lebowski, and a bunch of westerns, and that's all about about all I know. Like, he's thin... He's got a big mustache, he wears a big cowboy hat, and he's got big bushy eyebrows. (laughs) Alright, so I don't know if I'm right about Tombstone, but... You might be, I don't remember Still got the aesthetic right. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited about that. Uh, The big DC Week crossover for CW gave CW its biggest ratings in six years. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, Most watched week in six years... It was up 20% from the time it was last year, from the week, this week last year, or that week last year. And 15% in adults, eight, uh, 18 to 49. 
and 16% in adults 18 to 34. So, uh, yeah, they're going to do that again. Oh, God, yeah. They're, and they're they're going to double down. I mean, really. We're going to get, like, Supergirl's going to be fully involved next year. Mm-hmm. We still don't know about Legends actually surviving, but yeah. even if they don't, they'll don't probably know. pull back a lot of people from it. I I would wager, and, you know, I, I don't know for sure. I would wager it being pulled over to Tuesday nights following The Flash, I think it'll gain enough. Yeah, the lead-in is going to help it a lot. That's they kind of the just, interesting part is, like, they're. it's not like they're going to pull it in for next season that they've already committed to. They're going to pull it in for mm-hmm. the latter half of this season that they have already yeah. committed to, and they can back out of season three if they want to. Yeah. So if they get over there after The Flash and the lead-in effect isn't there at all, they're just going to go, oh, yeah, no one wants the show, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Right now they're kind of betting that a lot of people just kind of don't know about it, haven't realized its true potential. Oh, I've realized it's true potential. I just wish they would hit it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, to Supergirl news, someone asked Andrew Kreisberg if Power Girl will show up. Um, he says, we haven't discussed introducing Power Girl formally, but I think that certainly after these three episodes, there's literally no limit to the things we can do. If you don't know who Power Girl is, uh, she is Supergirl of Earth 2 in the comics, and... Um, she used to do the same thing the Earth-1 Supergirl did. She wound up in the Crisis on Infinite Earths being pulled over to Earth-1, mm-hmm. uh, grew up, got huge boobs for some reason or another, and became Power Girl. Yay, artists! <laughs> Yay, boob window and the costume. Right. That makes people give me bad looks when I'm looking at a comic book. Right. Um. So anyway, that's kind of cool. I'd like to see Power Girl. It'd be kind of fun. Oh, God, yeah. Hopefully they won't go the clone route. I didn't like the clone thing in the Justice League cartoon. Justice League Unlimited or whatever it was. Yeah. Where they brought in. Yeah. I was like, come on, come on. Do, do multiverse. Do multiverse. They never did quite get there and with that. And there's a, a lot of people have wanted to avoid it. That's why the that's why we like the CW stuff right now so much is they're, they're mm-hmm. embracing time and universes. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people come back. I, I, I've heard people actually say, like, ah, they're getting too timey-wimey. Oh, and, that's what I want. No, it, it's like, well, it's just so many versions of so many people. Why Why is there disdain in your voice? Same time, you know, I've seen people, I've talked to people, like, I start, like, well, okay, they, they're kind of doing a cool little thing with, like, timelines, and they've also got multiple Earths, and I just watch the life drain out of their eyes. Like, I'm not going to understand this show, am I? <laughs> oh, this is, nope, nope. <laughs> I mean, that kind of stuff puts steam in a man's stride, as far as I'm concerned. But, I understand. You know. Uh, EW asked Jeremy, 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 Jeremy Jordan, uh, what wins reaction to the, uh, all of the stuff he missed out on the crossover. And Jeremy Jordan said, uh, when doesn't have a lot of time to be bummed out because of what happens in the episode after that. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that episode is going to be two Oh nine. Supergirl lives. I think so. Yeah. Supergirl lives is definitely next. That's Kevin Smith's episode. Yep. Coming up. Yeah. Um, so CWTV.com, they did a thing. It's called the Fan Feast. I didn't get to watch them all. I didn't. Most of it was just them kind of sitting around. Like It mostly seemed really staged, honestly. It did. The, it kind like of annoyed me, and I didn't bother with any of it. Yeah. The DC All Access girl, uh, I can't remember her name, um, and a bunch of people sitting around talking to the stars on a TV screen. And even the stars seemed kind of bummed out that they were doing it and tried to overcompensate with uh, positivity. I watched the Supergirl one and I couldn't do the others. But <laughs> I apparently just didn't 
even try. You you did better yeah. than me. Yeah. Chris Wood said Monel is hiding something about his home planet, which we could have already guessed. Sure. And um, Supergirl said, or Melissa Benoist said, Monel and Supergirl will be teaming up a lot, which again could have already guessed. He's got superpowers, and he's a and superhero in the comics. He's kind of thirsty for it right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, they did make also a, hiding something. By the way, I, didn't we already mention the the people in the the weird half helmet things? Might be, yeah. Might be Daxmites yeah. coming back to get him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, the in addition to the fan feast and in conjunction with, they released four clips, four exclusive clips from the next episodes coming up for Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. I only got to see part of the Supergirl one, and I and it was something that someone had uploaded to YouTube, like a piece of it. And um, I have the CW app. I could never find it. So I never got to watch those clips. But in the clip for Supergirl, it looks like uh, he's got to be a bartender at that alien bar. Monel is. That makes sense. He did find a home there, and now he's kind of uh, emotionally attached to it after everyone kind of died. And there was a fun bit where she asked for a club soda, and he hands her the drink, and she drinks it. She's like, ah, what is this? He's like, I don't know what club soda is. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fun. It but will. I, the show's I heard just it was generally that- fun now, so. And I read that that was the least spoilery of all the clips, which bums me out because I couldn't find the other clips. I, but whatever. I did see the Flash uh, look ahead. Oh, did you? Was that the one where they were like, where Barry was mad that Wally didn't follow his orders? Yes. Okay. Well, then I did see that. You know, I never looked up at source. I assume that's the point. Like, it, it's the oh, okay. It's the TV spot that's available right now, and I think yeah. that's when they were I mean, doing these things. So. Yeah, I, I dug around. I dug around. I couldn't quite find anything, so I just kind of went. Eh, well, I guess I'll have to be a shitty host. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had the app. I wasn't alerted to any of this. <laughs> we um we do that from time to time. So uh, Grant Gustin on Twitter tweeted out today. I feel like Barry is past due for a new suit. Hmm. All right. I am. I am hoping for a bright red suit. I. Unless, you know... That was the main, like, the, the promo one-shot poster from uh, preseason. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I say let's make this Speedster Scarlet, man. I, Damn straight. No more burgundy. Let's do this. <laughs> let's get real. Let's, <laughs> let's get I real. I love it, though. Whitish. Uh, <laughs> he says that. He says, I feel like Barry is past due for a new suit. And Twitter user Rhythm with Love wrote, Smells that bad, huh? And he, and he replied, yes. That's... Entirely fair. <laughs> now, this is an upgrade from like season one where they used to glue the damn thing to his face. Mm-hmm. That seemed painful. That, that just sounds... Like, Uncomfortable I'm, at the least. Yeah. Like, I'm really proud of Grant Gustin that he actually managed to perform this, even physically. Yeah. Like, if he had done a bad job for, you know, the first half of the season and someone later told me, oh, you, you realize they had the, the, the cow pretty much, you know glued to his face i would have forgiven him for everything that happened yeah so um a new we talked about it last week there there were set pictures of a character we couldn't that i couldn't identify it was a woman i think this this is who it is they have said that gypsy is going to be a character in the flash hmm. carlos valdez says there's going to be a new visitor to our world named gypsy DC Comics fans will be familiar with Gypsy. She is going to be coming in our world, and Vibe will definitely get to learn some new skills as part of getting to know her. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Already, people are bitching because it's a racist name. (laughs) 
it technically it is, and uh, it is. That's why the phrase "getting gypped" is something that's you know fallen on disfavor. I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't change. This is a weird thing. They didn't change it when she came back. When they redid her for Fifty Two, they changed her background. Like she was originally like a metahuman who could just camouflage herself, you know, and uh, make herself invisible. And uh, and then in the new Fifty Two, they changed it, and she's like from a race of nomads, like an interdimensional tribe. So she's not technically even human anymore. Anymore, even though she is from Earth, she's from another dimension. All right, they they just uh, that sounds like they just made the idea of gypsies interdimensional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but they still called her gypsy. <laughs> I don't know. So. I try. I, I know, really guys. do try. It's hard to keep up. If you guys want to be mad about it, I don't know, go write letters or tweet or something. <laughs> the Flash Riders. Make her, call her Nomad. That would be cool. I like that Nomad name. would work. Oh, and you know, the, the funny part is, like, people respond to a massive, like, an influx of, uh, you know, basically people saying, hey, we're not, we're, we're not digging this because it's... Um, it's either racist or just something we don't agree with or whatever. Mm-hmm. This this might be one of those unrepresented groups of people who are just kind of uh, really sick of hearing that term. So, yeah, but it, mm-hmm. if, if uh, that represents you and you want to fight back, yeah, go for it. It actually mm-hmm. might be worth doing this time. Some uh, like, Sometimes it's more or less powerful to do it. This might be one of those. Yeah. So uh, David M. Jones had a cool idea and wound up making a nice little video. On what if Green Arrow and the Flash started out as a live-action TV show in 1966, just like Batman with Adam West. Mm. And he did a cool mashup of the opening credits for Arrow. and the, the It was basically they did the Berlanti-verse, but in Batman 66 form. Yeah. Like, even... Uh, did they call her Bizarro Supergirl? I mean, she was in there. I don't... I don't remember anyone saying Pizarro Supergirl necessarily, but I don't, I don't remember what she was called. But she was even it, like even her, she was represented in this thing. It was it mm-hmm. was they mm-hmm. they pulled some like deep, I think I saw Vertigo in there. Yeah, I mean I saw Prometheus and Captain Cold and I don't know I saw Bizarro Supergirl for sure. They went for it. Like I saw Heatwave. They <laughs> really cool. went for it. It was fantastic. They did. And you know my favorite amazing. part, and I I wouldn't have thought about it, but um, the guy who did the music for this thing, mm-hmm. you heard the little flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They even did, like, a little, like, twinges of Supergirl. Yep. It was... So, hats off. It was expertly done. Hats off. I kind of, like... When we get to the point with all these shows where they can just admit that we've all, you know, fucking jumped over the shark and thrown it at a refrigerator, I, I, I want it to... I would like that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just I mean, absolutely fuck it all and do like a, a Batman sixty six themed episode with the entire universe. Like that'd be the crossover three years from now if all the shows are still on. And you know what? It's not unprecedented. I like um Scrubs did a whole episode where they they were doing a laugh track sitcom. Oh yeah. No. They've done musicals. Um Yeah. Maybe the best example of this is like what's the first episode you watched of Angel? Smile Time. Damn straight. The puppet episode. Season five. It was silly Written as and directed, all balls. I believe. Written and directed by Ben Edlund of The Tick. Yep. Silly as Fantastic balls. Fantastic episode. 
I recommend it to anyone who hasn't even seen anything because I had never seen any of the Buffy verse. Never had I seen Joss Whedon production. I saw that. I got roped in. I watched the entire thing. Next was Firefly, like Dollhouse. I've I've been a Whedon knight ever since. Yeah, like literally, that was forty minutes of your life. Forty four minutes that cost you something in the area of weeks mm-hmm. in pure viewing time. Not to mention the year reviewing was two thousand four. <laughs> the year was two thousand four. DC fans will be able to appreciate it as I had taped Smallville so I could go bowling <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> And just kind of hit record on my VCR and ran out the door. And when I came back, I had this wondrous thing called Smile Time. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like all the, uh, there were Muppets. There were Muppets. Angel gets turned into a puppet. There are demonic puppets. Yeah. <laughs> it is wonderful. Anyway, uh, on to some more Arrow news. Apparently, Felicity has got to get into some really morally questionable crap. Uh, Wendy Miracle says to TV line, Felicity has set her sights on Prometheus. This season, we have said we're going to take her to a darker place, and you're seeing the genesis of the reason why right here. Talking about Billy. Um, Felicity is going to meet some people who are both a bit tied to her past, but also very much tied to this new future she's contemplating, and that's going to draw her away from the team and lead her to do some things that are pretty morally questionable. One thing Felicity is not going to do, I can tell you for sure, is blame Oliver. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool to me. It mostly does. The only problem I have with it, and eh, I fault myself, is she killed lots of people. That's a pretty dark place that they didn't they didn't uh-huh. deal with for very long. And am I am I to take it as um, she's going to pull a diggle, I'll call it, and, and say, like, I should have been more aware of the situation i should have been um you know taking care of my shit personally and that's why billy's gone mm, maybe because i don't you got to think that's what she's thinking is like well we we knew that he knew who all of us were and um i just i just let i just let billy you know run out there and mm. they actually did have stuff in that episode where she kind of is worried about his safety and what he knows and stuff yeah 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 absolutely i don't know so uh moving on uh, <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg in 2012 said, ideally by the last episode of the series, the very last flashback will be Oliver seeing the boat that rescued him and the pilot. That would be awesome, but they're probably not going to just do five seasons now. Oh, um, come on. So Mark Guggenheim said, spoiler alert, that's going to end up being the season five finale. Is seeing, is, is seeing that scene uh, in the flashback of Oliver seeing the ship coming to rescue him, which was the present in the pilot. Okay. Um, I can do with that. I thought they were, I thought you were saying they were going to do more flashbacks. Yeah, no. Um, no, it's been five he, years. They're called flashbacks. We're done here. Yeah. We're, Guggen, we're done here. Guggenheim says that is going to be, spoiler alert, that is going to end up being the season five finale. He says it was really just a hope at that point in 2012 that the show would run five years. And we always thought that we would intercut the final moment of the series with the first moment of the series, that it would form one big Mobius strip. There's still a part of me that wishes we could do that, but I wouldn't want to artificially extend the flashbacks beyond five seasons, and I also wouldn't want to artificially cut the show short. It would have been a beautifully elegant thing, and five years ago me would have loved it, but things change, and I do think it'll make the season five finale pretty awesome. Okay, ending ending season five, literally if the last shot we see is a regurgitation of, of 
him trying to get off that island, like flaming arrow and everything. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That's not how Mobius strips work. That's I know. That's what I was thinking. That, but that's that's my only problem with what he said. Yeah, I, I thought that too. I was like, oh, maybe I don't understand Mobius strips. But anyway. <laughs> He also goes on to say, look, we have some incredibly clear plans for what we want to do in the season five finale. At the same time, we always leave ourselves room to be like, and throw this cliffhanger in, throw that twist in. Usually the craziest ideas on the show tend to be the ones that the ideas sort of linger and we never really quite set on them. Like, oh, maybe we'll kill off Tommy. We don't fully commit until we're pretty much breaking the episode. Yeah, that happens. That That's how these things happen. It really is. Yeah. So, uh, concept artist or illustrator whichever one you prefer. Uh, <laughs> Andy Poon, we've talked about him before. He's awesome. He does the uh, costume illustrations, the concept illustrations for uh, the character, the characters on the DC TV shows uh, on the CW. He's released one for Vigilante and one for uh, Commander Steel on Legends of Tomorrow. It looks pretty sweet. They're pretty on point, pretty close to what wound up being... Uh, on the show, Andy Poon Design, one word on Instagram to follow him, is a delight. I love checking my Instagram and finding new stuff with him. Um, on to Legends of Tomorrow, though. Apparently, at some point, we're going to meet George Lucas, since uh, <laughs> Rip is a director in 1967. Why the Katie hell not? Lotz, yeah, Katie Lott says that we're going to be seeing, they're going to be visiting Rip soon, and they're also going to meet George Lucas. I read it and I kind of rolled my eyes because I'm like, let me guess, they inspire Star Wars. I mean, God, I, it's one of my dollar bets. Jesus. Yeah. That just seems so disturbingly likely. Yeah. So they did release, uh, Nick Zeno released uh, an, on his Instagram uh, behind the scene pictures of what looks like the Camelot 3000 episode of Legends of Tomorrow. It shows Steel and Ray in old-timey swashbuckling outfit and knight armor, respectively, uh, bloodied and surrounded by medieval-looking foes. So that looks pretty cool. They all have swords. Cool. It's uh, captioned, snow, rain, mud, and stunts. There is evidently going to be a Troll Hunter Easter egg in Legends of Tomorrow. Troll Hunter is an animated DreamWorks series that's going to drop on Netflix that Mark Guggenheim is has been working on. Um, it's about to drop uh, December 23rd, actually. Um, it says, Episode 211 of Legends, if everything goes according to plan, will feature a little bit of a Troll Hunter's Easter egg. And actually, Arrow Season 4 included a Troll Hunter's e- Easter egg. There is something interesting about writing an Easter egg for a show that nobody's seen yet into your existing show, but I guess I'm just unusual that way. Of course, by the time Legends airs its 11th episode of the season, audiences will have had an opportunity to see Troll Hunters, which debuts on Netflix in two weeks. Um, of course, without having yet seen Troll Hunters, it's impossible to know just what Guggenheim might have planned, might have planned on Arrow next year, they say. Um, I think this was comicbook.com. But yeah, apparently there was something in season four about it. Uh, Troll Hunter centers on a young man who's forced to take up the mantle of Troll Hunter, the person responsible for ensuring the balance of power between humanity and trolls remain, uh, ensuring the balance of power between humanity and trolls remain intact after his predecessor is killed and the Troll Hunter amulet falls to him. It stars Anton Yelchin, so I guess you're going to do some recasting in season two. Mm -hmm. Charlie Saxton, Kelsey Grammer, Ron Perlman, and Stephen Yun. Jeez. Um... Yeah, it's a cast. It's got some pedigree. Yeah, it, it looks. I mean, it's not my kind of my kind of thing. Is but the cast is pretty dope. That's man. dope. I mean, yeah, I, and I have no idea what they were talking about. 
but that is the kind of thing that I would think would be hilarious. Like, if I knew I had a show that was coming up in two years, I mm-hmm. would totally insert it into a show that was already around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It would just amuse me. <laughs> I've done it in our in, on our videos on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, you have <laughs> our little yeah on our little comedy sketches. I've I've got like little uh, little nods to our improv web series. Hey, guy. Yeah. yeah. In different things. <laughs> anyway, so um, Elise Levesque, a name that I we inevitably got wrong. Yeah, probably is going to be guest starring on Legends of Tomorrow. She is uh, known for uh, for her roles in the originals and Stargate Universe. Uh, she will be playing Queen, Queen Guinevere, um, the Arthurian, Arthurian uh, character, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is going to be on uh, Camelot 3000. It's, it's a great guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Victor Garber has is talking a bunch about Legends of Tomorrow. And getting a little hoity, I think, but we'll talk about that. Uh, is he also he says, getting toity? Yeah, hoity and toity. Oh, okay. Some days he's just toity, some days he's toity, <laughs> and then then he gets hoity toity. Hmm. I just can't deal with that. But uh, no, he's he's talking about uh, Stein and uh, his new daughter, and he says there's a lot more that happens for Stein where everything is challenged. That's the reason I can do this is because it offers me a chance as an actor to explore so many new things. Um, and uh, talks about how they're still going to have room for for the Jax humor, and I, I don't, I didn't think Jax was really funny to begin with, but whatever, guy. Um, he says, "I love that aspect of the character, and I think they're writing to my strengths. That's what I've always done. I'm looking for the reality, but the humor in any situation as a character, and I think that's essential for me as a character and for the audience too to relate to me. I sometimes throw in things that I think make it even more funny or lighter." <laughs> you start <laughs> you start somewhere and then you hope that you can just expand and become more comprehensive and more interesting. This season I think the scripts do that and I think that we as actors are more comfortable in the roles. That's the hope for any show of any show really and I think that we're fulfilling that. Mm. Um right, he I, he does amuse me from time to time. Jack does he, too. He, he acts just, like he's they're not, uh, they're not exactly like an Abbott and Costello happening here. Yeah. Uh but anyway, um, he did talk a little bit about the um, the musical episode, and he says he he thinks you'll we'll see something manifest in the coming year in regards to him be, winding up on Supergirl and and the the big Supergirl and Flash crossover musical. Good. Um, he also mentioned that someone asked him if he wanted to be if he wanted to see Stein on board the Titanic because Victor Garber played a character in James Cameron's Titanic. Um, I think his name was Thomas Andrews in that movie. And uh, Garber said, no, not at all. Write me off of the Titanic. I've been there. I don't want to go back. I think that's a sacred territory. <laughs> I don't think it would be wise to go there. Why is it sacred territory? Because you've been in the Titanic movie that you feel a sacred territory? Or that suddenly you decided that it's not okay to do the Titanic on a sci-fi show? Or that you decided it's not good suddenly to do Titanic, period? And that maybe it was a mistake that you did it back then. That's what I'm curious about because he seems very rigid about it. No, I want I want to bet it. um, that it's. I, I want to say it's that it was a thing he was involved in that made a shit ton of money and was critically well received. So just fuck it, I'm out, done. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he just knows that Guggenheim wouldn't be able to stop himself. Like if they did a, t- a Titanic episode, they'd be like, "And here's the part where we have to mention that Stein looks like this Thomas Andrews guy." <laughs> That would work too. 
I would be happy with him where if he said like, "Look, Doctor Who's even approached that. Just let's just no screw. Yeah, it. walk away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, interesting stuff going on with the Ray and the Freedom Fighters and Vixen um, Guggenheim. He, they haven't announced anything officially, but Guggenheim says we just finished the outline for Freedom Fighters the Ray. Uh, I've got my writing staff assembled. We're all working on it. I'm actually really excited about it. Not just because the project's cool, but because basically we're going about writing it a different way than we did Vixen. Thank God. That'll be good. It's a bit more ambitious. It ties into an announcement that's going to be made about Vixen pretty soon. So expect a Vixen announcement that I think is very, very cool. And we're moving forward on the Ray. That's where I get confused. Does that sound like there's going to be a live-action Vixen show to you? It does, just because he's so excited, but it doesn't make sense to like start a Vixen show on a CW Seed show that was only... I, 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 I'm not sure it like broke the charts for internet usage. And yeah. you've got a Legends show that was your third spinoff that you're worried about right now. Like You're moving its time frame to to do a lead-in from like your most popular show. I, I just don't know if mm-hmm. live-action Vixen is something that's in the cards right now if i were them and i'm not so you know what do i know if i were them i would do like a mini series like a live action mini series and see where that went as a mid-season replacement, <laughs> and cw has a, a huge as slate a of mid-season replacements yeah it, it, that that could totally work also for our sanity i ask mid-season replacement please <laughs> there are so many shows <laughs> uh speaking of which powerless has a debut Mm-hmm. Thursday, February 2nd at 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've changed the premise. Did you hear about that? No. No, shoot. Yeah. It is no longer at the world's worst insurance company. It's Here's the here's the new synopsis. So I'm guessing, by the way, that that means the pilot will not be aired. Uh, Could be still. Depends on what they decide I mean, to do with everything yeah. after it. In a world where humanity must cope with the... Cur- with the collateral damage of superheroes and supervillains, Emily Locke, Vanessa Hudgens, begins her first day as director of research and development for Wayne Security, a subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises that specializes in products that make defenseless bystanders feel a little safer. Full of confidence and big ideas, Emily quickly learns that her expectations far exceed those of her new boss, Alan Tudyk, and office mates. So it will be up to her to lead the new team or lead the team toward their full potential and the realization that you don't need superpower superpowers to be a hero. So yeah, looks like they've completely scrapped the insurance company. Yep, that sounds scrapped. And you now can it still is like a, keep the scene of like Crimson Fox catching catching the what was it a subway train or a, mm-hmm. a anyway. um mm-hmm. you can still keep certain scenes out of that trailer, but um oh my god yeah yeah they might have just. They might have just redone the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I care about this. I don't care about. I didn't really care about it too much before, except for Danny Pudi and uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah. And the 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 huge change makes me feel like it was very like there were real issues with it. It might have been. Or and maybe they just realized they didn't have enough to go on with an insurance company. Right. Hmm. So that's going to be a half hour comedy that uh, we'll get in in February. And uh, I'm not sure. I think we will review the pilot, and then we'll probably do, like, a season review. Because it's a 30-minute show. Yeah. We do, like, 15, 20-minute reviews on most of our hour-long shows. 
So it might not be worth it to do a podcast about Powerless every week. <laughs> now we do like 30 minute reviews on a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Um now and the pilot makes a ton of sense to, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. pipe in on and then after that it is a mid-season bit right now, so. Mhm. We'll see what's going to happen with it though. Uh Justice League action clips have been released. Um <laughs> more of them. Yeah, more of them. Some of them just extensions of, of some stuff we've seen. Uh, I, we got to see Swamp Thing fight Solomon Grundy. That was cool. And then Batman and Satana fight Solomon Grundy in Zombies. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Mongol uh, kidnap the Joker. And as he's beaming him up in his little beam, Joker's like, good thing I decided not to wear a skirt today. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I enjoyed the hell out of Hamill. I always enjoy the hell, hell out of hand. <laughs> hell out of Hamill's Joker. Um, he's like talking to, he's Mongol basically tells him you have to make all these warriors laugh or whatever. And he's like telling him, he's like, why do aliens not eat clowns? Because they taste funny. Right. <laughs> uh, and you know, more from the Kronos Batman and blue beetle in the past yeah. episode. Uh, looks like a fun show all around. I'm down for it. I just, I can't say that enough. I'm going to enjoy the show. It, it, She's like Kratos, Blue Beetle, and Batman in, in a scene. Of course, yeah. I'm gonna want to watch that. It, someone pitched I, if know, someone just pitched me like, "Hey, in the first few episodes, like Swamp Thing battles Solomon Grundy." Okay, fuck, goddamn, where do I sign? Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite of the three clips, my favorite thing out of any of them, was this great bit where Batman like he watches Joker get abducted by Mongol, mm-hmm. and he alerts the Justice League. And it's, uh, you know, it's Superman and Wonder Woman are standing there. And he's like, you know, the Joker's just been abducted by uh, by an alien and we think it's Mongol, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, sounds like justice served to me. And there's just a great bit where she says that Superman just looks at her like, are you serious? You ass. <laughs> like, he just, like, <laughs> like, Superman is just, like, beside himself for just a second and annoyed with Wonder Woman for being like, yeah, okay, I mean, why are we worried about this? Right. That's a good thing. Like, oh, no, they took Joker off our hands. Yeah. Just to serve. Oh, my. I guess we should rush to rescue. I think <laughs> later she calls him um, a buffoon of some kind. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm just kind of going to have fun with this show, man. It is, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just, I do, I always love those little bits where Superman just looks at his teammates like, I am surrounded by horrible people. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> anyway, um, that is all I have. That is all I've got on news. Um, and I, we don't have any shows this week, so the next time you hear from us, it'll be about news. The news is. Yeah. The news is. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Vero, Instagram, everywhere. Just go talk to us and follow us and be our friend because we're so lonely. It is. Proud it's members lonely of the Team Up Network. As disembodied <laughs> voices. Someone might recast us as a villain. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Proud members of the Batman Team Up, uh, Batman Team Up, uh, Batman Podcast Network. <laughs> it's late and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.